smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. Let's get into this grow talk. Got my shirt rocking. Support your independent or support your local independent growers. Okay. Local like independent growers. I got healthcare when THC is in healthcare. Okay. Get I'm it? for real on that though, man. If you can support your local homie that turns out the dank on the free market and you like the herb, know his growing practices. Isn't that what you always ask when you're getting a bag on the free market? What type of growing practices were implemented yes. on the blo- week seven of bloom on this flower? <laughs> you know your grower, though. I'm lucky enough to know the guy that grew this, and I know he's not desperate for money. He does it as a hobby. So if he did have bugs, instead of uh, of uh, spraying some crap on there and get it, getting it to market, he would just throw it out, figure out how to beat the bugs and start over. Well, again. and not all money growers will just spray shit on. Some people, you know, fight the fight or cut their crop down if they have to. Take the loss. But, uh, yeah, hmm. let me get in. <laughs> to the show rundown today. The show rundown built off dudegrows.com. Dank Nug is Gorilla Skittles. Skittles. All the rave right now. Skittles. White Widow, uh, Blueberry, and Maui from Seeds Man. This is posted by Liam Reloba. William Reloba. All right. Okay. A lot of dank. How many? How many what's happening here? I'm confused. I think I'm witnessing one, two, we'll go Gorilla's Gittles, one, White Widow, two, Blueberry, three, and Maui. Four different flowers, I think. Are you okay. still confused? You got it? Yeah. You- or unless it's one of those crosses people take too far. Like, speaking of when some, I don't know, things can be crossed how many times? Somebody the other day was like, dude, it's crossed four ways and listed out. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. I guess it doesn't, that's not a bad thing when you're trying to find the uh, the magical bud at the end of the crosses. Crazy stuff happens, man. Put four of them in a room together. Some crazy shit happens, man. Beautiful things. <laughs> Grower questions. No one talks about light controllers by Annette Firstrogan. Well, today you're going to get your mind blown, man. We got you, some lighting. What's you're that? not worried about it, man? You're not worried about us getting censored? We talk about light control? <laughs> it seems salacious, <laughs> doesn't it? No one's talking about this, man. All right, we're going to do it, man. All right. Anywhere from if you're controlling one light up to a bunch of lights, let's get into light controllers as well. Uh, th- that is keep- it is good information, man. I'm, I'm glad to get that out. I feel like yeah, help keep that. you safe too, safe and efficient. Yes. And another question from Mad Lang's leaf problems. Leaf problems. I think we can help with this. I think we can help looking at your canopy. And lastly, temp and humidity probe location posted by TX Trichomes. TX Trichomes. Word and what's going on in our grows as well. You have an ideal probe location. Mm-hmm. I do multiple ideal probe <laughs> locations. Okay, I'm going to idiocracy. Remember that? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. Join the DGC. We want you. Yes, dudegrows.com forward slash support. If you haven't heard our new show, the DGC 420 Happy Hours, going every Friday 4:20 Pacific time. Hanging out, talking about all kinds of things from grow to edibles, being that it's in a happy hour format. It's chill, man. You just come on there. You can digitally, do I say, you can raise your hand on Discord um, and Soup's running it. Soup the gardener, lining people up. We just bullshit and have a good time. So this Friday and every Friday, 420 for the patrons supporting the show. Come check it out. Uh, as well as all the hot deals, of course, we got wait more content as well. If you didn't catch it, what did we just release recently was uh, 
Colin from Ethos out for the patrons. A little bit of a post show from Colin from Ethos. A lot of post show, man. A lot of really interesting stuff went down in that post show. We leave the cameras on. Just leave them on all the time, Scotty. All the time. 24-7. Hey, we could do like a TV show like that. It'd be kind of cool, right? (laughs) And also when you go to chicks, man. When you go to dudegoes.com forward slash support, that's where you can see all the current deals. We're always doing big giveaways, whether it's lights from HLG, some grow equipment from AC Infinity, the free seeds from Seeds here now. Scotty's hooking up the recharge. They're all listed there, so go check them out. The grow dots are there too, man. 30% off of grow dots too. We're oh, nice. Across nice. the whole website, man. There you go. Now, we do appreciate the DGC patrons, and uh, yeah, we try to give you a reason to support other than keeping this forward, moving forward. The uh, yeah, the, the idea is if you can contribute, whether you're helping us out by just spreading the word through uh, uh, sharing us through YouTube or sharing nice. us on social media, yep. make it post on dudegrows.com. And since since things don't run for free anymore, if you want to support us with 10 bucks a month, that helps a ton, too. I think since High C is now officially part of the team, it might be a team of eight here, guys, for real. What you don't see behind the scenes is, is always buzzing. So keep in mind you're making that happen. All right, let's, start the let's get into the show. Let's get into the show here. All right. Who's growing some dank? Uh, the dank nug here, we got it. We got Gorillas, Gittles, White Widow, Blueberry, and Maui from Liam. And uh, yeah, it's good to hear. This is good. What's up or what's growing on, fellas? And hey. the DGC. I started this grow in May. And can't wait to chop these ladies down. They're looking and smelling amazing. I'm currently running RDWC or recirculating deep water culture. Recirculating just hang on one second. He started yeah. in May, in May, June, July, August, September, October. It's six months. It's a long time for a grow, no? Yeah, bro. I mean, it is. I agree. Maybe you had some hiccups in early veg. Uh, oh, yeah, just, I agree. Just interesting. I'm wondering how many. Good, good catch. Good catch. You're like a little uh, crime dog. You're the little I, detective on it. I figured out what month it was because of the changeover and stuff. Recirculating deep water culture system means not only deep water, that recirculating is kind of important. Usually multiple plant sites are connected together with sub irrigation on the floor. Sure hopefully at least half inch, if not full inch tube. I mean, I'm gonna say actually half, at least full inch tube. I mean, if you guys yeah. are doing this method and you gotta be careful, roots will try and clog those tubes sometimes too. So um, he's using the system because I'm working six days a week, long hours and have a little time to maintain them. Let's just say they get a whole lot of love on Sundays. So, I, gotta t- I gotta just ask if you're, I mean, I understand it's an automatic system, but so is like those blue mots and, you know, it's some kind of either a dripper system or blue mots or subirrigated planter and some soil, you know, or cocoa or something. They do have a much bigger buffer. If you're working six days a week and this, you know, a pump goes down or something like that, there's a lot of components in deep water culture recirculating. Always needs to be checked. Culture. Yeah. Whether so. it's pH fluctuation or like you said, checking on your irrigation. Usually you could do a 10, 15 minute check over. Uh, just to make sure everything's functioning sure. properly, of course. But just I will say, one of the easier way to grows is to use cocoa and you know whatever. I see. You, you just know, wanted to shit on RDWC for a minute. I got it. No, I didn't. R-D. I just wanted to say that if if you have a lot of time and you're into into uh, uh, you know playing around with it, 
then RDWC is probably a lot of fun or it is a lot of fun as far as like a set it and forget it system. Cause you're working a bunch. I would, I would take umbrage with that. I would think there were easy areas. Yeah. yeah. Cause it does need daily attention no matter what. Uh, so that, well, I shouldn't say no matter what, some people have pH dosers and controllers and all that shit. Let's move on here. Let's see that. Let's say, okay, there's a total of eight plants, two of each strain and a five by 10 tent under two under two HLG 600 R specs. That sounds like nice coverage. Sure. Um, I'm planning on learning to grow in cocoa. Ooh, listen, I'm planning to learn to grow in cocoa with the new grow dots and a drip system. Thanks, Scotty. Oh, I believe man. I now I feel bad. All right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you're going to fucking love it. It's going to make this shit seem so damn easy, man. So I like uh, to believe I have a similar mindset as Scotty trying to make growing as simple as possible. Okay, cool. This- you know what? Then he, we probably do because that's how I started with making growing as simple as possible. I'm like, I'm going to build a machine and it's going to just maintain everything. And it's, you know, it's got pumps and all that stuff and chillers and aerators and... And uh, it was easier just to fill a fucking 10 gallon, you know, smart pot with cocoa and put a couple drivers on them. <laughs> you know? uh, it says I'm planning. Okay, got it. I, <clears throat> it says they even got my brother into it and sent him his entire startup kit in Prohibition Land. Nice. That's awesome. Anyways, in the first picture is Gorilla Skittles. It's the smallest plant of them, and the buds are super loaded with trichomes and rock solid. Okay, nice. It is looking good. White Widow in the second picture with the Cal deficiency arising, but finishing soon, so no worries. Next is blueberry starting to fade the purple, which is absolutely my favorite color. I love. Let me see these. Cool, man. Cool. And lastly, uh, Maui, which is packing on some serious weight. One of the coals is getting close to soda can size. I'm a new grower, so it's amazing to see different genetics and phenos grow at once. Nice. That's, That's what I'm talking about. I'm excited about that. I'm planning on cutting them down October 14th. And I'm flying in a, fa- a few family members into town on the 25th to help me trim. Awesome. That is so cool, man. Like, I that thought we were so on vacation, cool. man. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, come on. The first time you trim, it's like a vacation. You're like, oh, how long does God, it stay cool for, great. though? I don't know. How long does trimming stay cool for? I try to be humble about it. Like, look, dude, you, 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 some people can't even do this. So don't be whiny about trimming. One evening, you'll get your, all your buddies over for one good evening of trimming, and then be, then then the excuses will come. Oh, my kid's got a thing, man. You know, can't make well, it. I know you criticize me sometimes for my bias. Do I say love of Hawaii? He did say Maui in there. Any DGC on Maui? Uh, it, dude, hit us up. I'm curious. I'm tempted to go to Maui. You know, I have to- I have a public service announcement. Whoever was listening to the show and decided to send us coffee. Kona coffee in the, the Ziploc bag, that is the best coffee and espresso we have ever had. Please reach out. I would like to buy some more. Of it. It actually, so actually, like, I don't need a gift. I want to. I want to purchase it from you. That was the best it's coffee. Dude's turn. So okay. uh, the, it is time to send that coffee to Vancouver. It is my turn to get the cone of coffee. Thank you very much. And DTC, any DTC on Maui? Uh, I need some some travel suggestions, man. Hit me up. I don't know when I'm coming, but I'm trying to. It looks, looks like a good time. I want to go back to the islands, Scotty. Hey, there's some mountain biking going on there, right? Uh, yeah, almost all islands have a little bit of mountain bike, or not just a little. Oahu, I believe, has the most. I've mountain biked there once, but uh, you got to be careful with that on the family trips, man, because it's like, oh, is this all about you? 
You know what yes. I mean? Because nobody I, we'll <laughs> I was thinking about going mountain biking in Costa Rica. I ran into a couple of cool guys there that that biked. Hell yeah. I just that's why I was like, does my insurance work in Costa Rica? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I always they go, hey, if you go to Costa Rica, remember, there ain't a hospital around. <laughs> so it's not America. So yeah, I thought better of it. Open up, let's picture for this next Grow Talk question. You're opening up the Popular Mechanics magazine and it's about Love lighting it. controllers. Because I used to like that magazine actually. Still do, Hell but yeah, I haven't picked up man. a I haven't picked up a magazine in a long time. I used to buy them. I was a traveler that would buy the expensive magazines before getting on the plane. And uh, I just those remind me of my of my grandfather. I'd go over his house and he'd just have popular mechanics and popular science. Those were the two ones he subscribed to. And uh, yeah, there was all sorts of interesting things in those. Man, you could learn house, stuff from those magazines. Whose house had the hidden playboys? Huh. Better yet, the hidden hustlers. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Dude, as a kid, just in all, we'll continue on with Grow Talk here. Me and a buddy found somebody had thrown out their entire collection from the like stack, the 70s right? to the <laughs> fucking, the I don't know, mid 80s of nudie magazines, as I'll just yeah. say. We we're like, whoa, kind of weird to see all the different looks, actually. Some of it was just like, hmm. Anyway. This is Grow Talk. Clean Grow Talk here. Question yes, number one. I'm talking about first grog in here, man. <laughs> Question number one. No one talks about light controllers by a net first grog in good place, huh. Scotty. Whoa. Simple analog timers are problematic because full AC power flows right through their contacts and can easily yes. burn them out. Yeah, Free so let's it. just, we, we'll talk about that too, Sax, man. You run, I, this used to happen to me when I was running 1,000 watt lights. You go to the store, buy a 120 volt 1,000 watt light, and you <clears> just <throat> plug into the wall. It'll eventually burn your receptacle, but then they'll sell you a little timer with it. And those timers, uh, the all the electricity that's going through that outlet is going through that timer and then uh, and then into the, you know, into your light. Typically 15 amp is the most common amperage for the cheap timers, right? Yes, and that's like, maximum amperage i think uh a thousand watt light is nine and a half amps or 9.4 yep. and it will lock them up as to where they're just i mean not, it's gonna run for a while it just they, while. Yeah, or they can burn out quickly too i've seen people bring in timers back to when i plenty of years of experience with hydroponic store retail and sure. like it's just like this tan color like off yeah they, when you say burn out you mean seriously burn like they will burn yeah, like this does not look like a safe thing. So, okay, let me continue on. It says, it has happened to me. I believe that a light controller would help with my grower's choice ROI E420 by the way of the industry standard zero to 10 volt adjustment. Okay, controllers allow for ramp up and ramp down, ramp down of intensity at start and finish of lights on period and the plants like it. Also, you won't have a spike at onset of full power like you would with an analog timer, meaning your circuit breaker is less likely to blow if running close to its amperage limit. So that's talking ramping up. People that run a lot of lights at once sometimes will turn on bays at a time. We're not going to hit all, you sure. know, 25 lights and then have that transformer blow. And we got to call Jimmy to fix it on the down low. But uh, so going on here, um, okay, running to go. I'm about to set up another light for flowering. Some controllers can operate multiple lights in two grow areas, such as master control system by volt lighting. Um, lighting manufacturers such as Next Light and Grower's Choice also market lighting controllers. Electronics can be a pain to work with, and I'd like to know which ones are less problematic. Who knows? I know. He's only running this grower. Is running going to run? It sounds like adding another light. So maybe up to 2,000 watts from the smaller sure. end. But still, I say once you get over one 1,000, 
Um, you want to look into lighting controllers, but I have some, I don't know if you have some basic information you wanted to cover, Scotty. I have, well, I have some products I want to feature that are pretty badass and help us learn about this. Sure. Just, I don't know much about ramping it up and all that stuff or, you know, microprocessors. I know like what a simple lighting controller is and Guru, we just click that link for me. It's a, just shows a contactor. <clears throat> a contactor is just as simple that you can see it's got, uh, it's basically like a drawbridge. Those two gold things in the middle, they actually get sucked down by a little bit of energy. And then that's just closing the drawbridge. So the current goes through. So the idea with a uh, lighting controller is a, at least a simple ones. You should just have a contactor like this. You would put the coming from the outlet on one side, going to your light on the other side. And then I don't know if you can see like there's little white tabs on the side there. All you would need is that teeny tiniest bit of voltage from a timer or from an outlet and that would pull it would pull those plungers in so it either there's the tiniest bit of voltage that is necessary to either open that drawbridge or close that drawbridge but uh, all the energy is bypassing your electrical outlet so it's just going it's just basically like a drawbridge between the uh, light and the power source so that's the way just just the most simple way to make a light controller right. or uh, what you'll see if you open up a very simple light controller that's what you'll see thank you for the quick education i'm going to go through some uh, controllers here whether you're running one light and up to i got an eight light one in here obviously some people run hundreds of lights but on in the question um, he was asking about, or sorry, Annette Firstgrogan was asking about electronics can be a pain to work with. And I like to know which ones are less problematic. So let me give you some here. This first grower, this, this first timer is called a plug and grow timer. So I say if you're running one 600 even, if you're running one light, this is worth it. This is basically, this mounts in your grow. It's $129 US dollars, has a high temperature shutoff built into it, and, and as far as programming it, it has two knobs. You turn one knob for on time, the other knob for off time. Super easy. And then it's also gonna give you some uh, basic features or if you reach your high temp shutoff, which everybody everybody should have a freaking high temp shutoff, man. Um, a lot of people don't until it becomes a problem. Why would I do that? Well, if your AC quits or, there's just multiple reasons. Some people may be in Alaska, I don't know. But um, it, it can save your garden, it'll shut off your lights, and then it will turn them back on at set times that you put on the timer. So my lights got too hot, but let's try and have them come back on in 10 minutes to maybe keep the photo period uh, going. And it's really easy to use. You see some digital timers out there that are major pain in the ass to program. Uh, these two knobs. Not, does not look easy to use, man. I have no idea what I'm doing here. If you might get a regular timer. <clears> the top knobs, dude, look at the picture. The top okay. knob says time on. And I the see bottom 8, knob, 10, 12. It? So, I mean, I don't have minutes All there. I've got. You can have them. What do you want to have them on for 12 hours and 10 for minutes? For $10. This is $129. And it's, uh, this is why I fucking, we want, I don't want to be sponsored by everybody. I want to be able to be honest about what I think about a product. So um, it's a 15 amp, 120 volt timer. It's the same thing that you're going to get for 10 bucks or 15 bucks at, you know, a digital timer and a digital timer is not hard to program. You press program has on time, off time. I do just want to point out this controller yeah. is like stupid easy to set up. You literally tell it like, I want the lights to be on 12 hours or I want to be on 18 hours. And that's I, it. I, I, it's mine, like ridiculously easy to use. And I just no set tabs. mine up. Don't even make me grab it. Cause you go program hour. Oh, I went too far. 
And I mean, it's so easy. It's got a digital setup. It's 20 bucks, man. I don't know. Well, I'm uh, featuring for what, as far as I put into my growing investment, as well as having the high temp shutoff built into it, which that alone is worth it in the price point for me. But I do like the counterpoint here. Um, yeah, the high on, temp shut off, I, I do think is cool. But Jesus, if we're talking about not complicating things. Okay, how about the next one then? Hit this. This this is as simple as it goes before we get into people running multiple lights. This is just the plug and grow timer uh, link guru. Uh, sorry, not the one that we just, not the digital one the we just uh, featured. Garden controls, garden controls, grow zone timer. So with this timer basically has a piggyback plug. So when you plug it into the wall, you plug your light into that. And then you can see here, it has a switch, Scotty, that says, are we running 18 hours on? Are we running 12, 12 or 18? You just, one switch. Which switch, are we in veg or are we in bloom? That's it. And then on top of that has the, the top maximum load for it. You can do six 100s or one 1,000. But this is, and it's also, I like this equipment is built by Growers for Growers, not just a Home Depot timer for $22 that, none, you know what I mean? None of these do anything different technologically. None of them use a contactor to actually bypass the power. <laughs> so all these, no matter what, you're just a fancy timer or an idiot proof timer, but you're still running all the power through that timer. If you put two 1000 watt lights on that timer, you're still gonna have the same problem where you burn it out and it catches fire. The big so difference about for these also though, it's like a, one of the major reasons for the shorts and those timers. One is the amp, too much amperage too can much amperage, through it. Yeah. But two, it's operating in a moist environment in a grow room with high humidity. Right. The one difference between these and actual timers is that uh, it, these, are, these are sealed and designed to operate in. And let me tell uh, you this environment. a couple other things here, which maybe will set your mind. This is, I don't know how much these are. What are these? Uh, not that expensive. I don't even know what the price is here, but we're uh, 70 ballast, ballast, ballast grade relay. So I'm presuming that's something more that's in my basic timer at the store. Um, the power outage protection is pretty dope. It does have it automatically, which some of the timers do have that you can put batteries in your timers to recommend if you have a power outage, it'll keep your cycle. That's important as a grower. You don't always know when you have a power outage. And this also has a built-in 20 minute hot start delay. Not as important with LEDs, but with HIDs, super important. You don't want to hot start your HIDs. Uh, right. So again, it's just like simple. It makes things foolproof for me. I, and you're on the price point side of things to a degree. No. I'm on the I'm on the side of I don't if I'm buying a lighting controller or something that uh, that is going to be better than a twenty dollar timer. The whole idea is to not run the amperage all that power through the device to use some is, kind of a bridge, some kind of a contactor. That you're not runs. getting that in any of the timers you record. Oh, you're saying you'd like to see that in these if I'm paying if seventy dollars. Yeah, if I'm buying a lighting controller, I think a lighting controller is to control. This is a lighting timer, timer though. But I got yes. you. And got and like you really one light like an HLG six hundred. You don't need like a whole, you, you don't need you it. don't you do not need yeah. one. Uh, if you're running multiple lights and you're getting over ten amps of lighting that you're putting into a room, then you might want to start looking at something with a contactor that's yeah. uh, able to handle that electrical flow without uh, needing to run it through the actual timer itself. Yeah, if you got if you got one light in a tent, uh, you definitely don't need to go that overboard with stuff. I have four three hundreds, and I run them through a contactor. And when I take this plug, this plug, and I plug it in, I hear a junk, and it's the contactor. It's the signal from the one hundred and twenty volt pulling the plunger of the contactor down. You'll hear it when you see hear light uh, uh, light controllers. You hear them go junk. 
and that's the drawbridge coming down. It's taking very little amount of energy to keep that drawbridge down. So there's very little amount of energy going through that timer. That's what that's what I think is super important. If you're only on the scale numbers. of that's probably where we're not necessarily disagreeing. If you're running one one thousand and you have a twenty amp breaker in your house, I'm completely fine with that. Not much special equipment needed. The before timers I featured are just so you don't have any errors in your growth cycle. Well, hang on, I disagree, man. If you have a thousand watt light at one twenty, you're running nine and a half amps through that timer all the time, or 12, 18 hours a day. I'm that talking. It's going to start smoking. That timer is going to burn out. Um, well, no, I said you don't need any special equipment other than the timers I just spoke about. I would really like you to run a timer that is gotcha. got the features and is also gotcha. built by growers probably has better components than sure. what you're getting in sure. just your because or if you're running two one thousands and that's where you're getting close to maybe you want a four light controller where you have it going over to 220 but still if you have two different 20 amp breakers in your house two different you put ones two yeah. different thousands on i'm fine once you get above two thousands I'm talking old school and we're talking thousands. Yeah. We can just say watts in general. Thank God well, that, though, that we don't have to worry because thousands were tricky because you, if you plugged a thousand watt light in at 120, it would be nine you know, and a half amps or so and it would burn the outlet. It would burn out because when you're doing 120, you're doing, or the 110, 120, I don't fucking know. You're putting 110. You're putting uh, uh, all that juice through one, it's just one power line. When you do 220, you're splitting it up in between two power lines. So that line that's it's busting out nine and a half amps for 18 hours for a long time for most of the time uh that will burn out sooner than later and if not your plug will and if not your timer will so yeah totally and then let's we can take it to so let's say in 2000 when you're getting above 2000 watts and lighting in general uh, led is allowing you to switch it around you could have like 300 here 600 there and then like yeah. 200 in your veg so you can do a lot more on your regular home breakers yeah, that's what I was going to say is that a 650 is, I don't know, it's a hell of a lot less than nine and a half, nine and a half amps, probably what, closer to six amps, somewhere around there. That's a, a hell of a lot for something that's a 15 amp max. Now you're running six amps on it. It's a lot different, man. Yeah. Now let's take it over to the last one here, which is an eight light controller. This is a controller from Growzone as well. And looking if, if you look at the image of the controller, this is where you see actually implement the breakers on the board you're going to take uh 220 and you're going to have a, bra a breaker that has like 40 or 50 amps or whatever it is and this controller is a, it's a really safe way of course i always recommend if you don't know shit about power all this stuff should be installed by a professional electrician um ah. in, what what <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> what if you got the home depot electric one two three book hey we've been in hot water before i'm just telling you to keep it real if you can get your cannabis friend an electrician where you're running more lights Boards like this that come pre-built, some there are instructions out there. Scotty knows used to have board that you can just you can build a rudimentary thing like this, um, where you have it. This can control up to eight lights. It has sure. the separate breakers, has the main power input, a service output, which is a constant like one twenty for a fan or whatever, and a really clean and safe way to do your yeah. lighting. It has cool features. When like I said, when these things are built by growers, uh, the high temp shutdown. You can choose how many lights do you want it to shut down. So you can keep your photo period and still not overheat. That's super cool. If you're running eight lights, it gets too hot. Please leave two on in zone A and B. So we'll have some, you know what I mean? So grower features that are built into these boards are really neat. And, you know, when we've come a long way since prohibition, it's cool to have access to these products. 
It, it, they used to be very basic. This thing is pretty cool, but I, I believe this is what I'm talking about. It's a, a contactor. I think that's just a big box for a contactor. And yeah, just gonna, that's kind of, that, that's the way I always uh, understood that good lighting controllers work. And this cool. is essentially like its own sub panel too. Like I'm sure you could run a 50 amp service into this right. uh, off of your main breaker or have a, a certified electrician run a 50 amp service off your main breaker uh, to your grow controller uh, that's going to act like a sub panel in your grow room. And I was gonna, before we leave, since we're geeking out, I'll show one more thing here. Gru, if you could go to uh, the, the, the gardencontrols.com link. They do a series of stuff that, and then go to like the CO2 controller. Um, that's super easy. Scotty, you'll see by looking, we talk about enriching your gun with CO2. If you look at this image of the CO2 controller, it looks like it's like for a kid almost, right? I don't know if Guru's got it up for you. Super simple, but they're on the lower price point uh, on a lot of their stuff that keeps it the same. I think that's why they do this on some of their designs. Let's keep it easy for the grower that wants nothing but basic controls. And when we started this question, um, it's, it ended with electronics can be a pain to work with. And I'd like to know which ones are less problematic. That's why I featured some of these super easy sure. things that are hard to, to do error with. Um, they have a cycle stat and a humidity controller as well, but it did like how they made really basic shit. Um, when you look at the lighting controllers, that was first Grogan was talking about the master control system by volt lighting. I checked it out. It had so many features, it would boggle my mind a little bit, like control up to 200 lights and you could do, and I just didn't need all that functionality. So that's why I was sure. trying to feature some of these easy ones as well. Yeah, I guess if that's cheap, you know, if that's a hundred bucks for a CO2 monitor controller is basically what that is. Is that how much that is? I No, I have no idea. I'm looking, I got no, it. I think it's I'm, more than well, I think I'm using one of theirs. I think it's theirs, but uh I don't know whose it is, but um, I got a CO2 monitor controller for under 300 bucks. And they, I, I believe this one here is a sensor is under 300. And again, you can buy a CO2 controller that has so much functionality. I've seen one from autopilot, which is fine. If you need it, I was kind of like, there's one that's taking care of a buddy's garden. I had to adjust the CO2 levels. Um, and then, but I didn't need all the functionality it had. Some growers do. What do you mean routes. functionality though? Because I have one. It's an autopilot, and I either set the set the PPM, and that's the functionality. No, I mean this one had a lot more. I don't have it in front of me. I don't know if it's ramp up or daily schedules or changing it, but it's just sometimes you've been there when you're in front of a digital LCD screen and you're like a little ripped, and you're like, there's like four buttons yes. you hit, and you start. Oh going. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just like, I'll, I, you know, I like the word solid state. So that's what I was saying. I like the, the solid state, if you will, of, uh, of these controllers and ease of use. All right. That's what I got for geeking out on light controllers. I yes. hope that helped. Uh, very cool. Hey, but I'm not trying to bust your balls on stuff. It's just different perspectives. Uh, I, would, I used to grow with my dad and he'd be like, dude, we'll just make one of those. Look, that's an air conditioning contractor. We'll just make one of those. Go to Home Depot and we'll wire up some outlets on there. That's where my crazy boards <laughs> come from. We should probably put that in a box, but just don't bump into it, Scotty. We'll be all right, you know? And um, so I come from- Necessary though, in prohibition land, somewhat. It, it was, but I come from like, all right, let me make one of this lighting controller. The reason that it's there is to control, you know, an eight light flip. So I've got, you know, a contactor that I'm using. So I don't have to put, you know, just, just, uh, basically, I guess just the theory of it, like I said, is to keep the current from not going through the timers. That's what I think of a light controller. So it's just hard for me to scale down and start thinking about, you know, controlling a 600, a single 600 water or something like that. 
Yeah. And how much, well, like you said, I don't know, how much is a nice digital intermanic timer? 25 bucks, bucks, probably? Yeah, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. So then I, I spend another- they're three bucks. Spend another 30 to 50, depending on which easier timer I featured. And then I have high temp shutdown. I have delay start if needed. I have just grower features. Wasn't that 129 bucks though for the one with all that the, stuff? The most expensive one, one, and then the other one was 70. So whatever, just you know, listen and, to my math, okay? And if I'm being cheap, I will just, just as a grow hack or whatever, nobody, nobody's right here, but you can always buy a high temperature shutdown and you can always plug it into your timer. So if you're, yeah. you know, so if the uh, temperature gets too hot, it just shuts the- You uh, plug your timer into the high temp shutdown. Right, right, there you yep. go. Yes, sir. Um, cool. Active. Well, well. Hopefully that helped out there for Annette for Scroggin. Let's take it to another Grow Talk question. Leaf problems by Mad Langs. Mad right. Langs. Mad this Langs. one is a little of detective work, but I love the pictures. Totally help. It says, "Hi guys, I am using BioBiz light soil with twenty five percent extra perlite added." So well, that sounds extra light, doesn't it? You got light soil and then you're putting perlite in there. It's borderline anorexic there, sir. Like you're going almost more to a full hydroponic media, like right. planting just perlite or vermiculite type shit. Right. Uh, okay. So I added and biobiz nutrients at half strength with recharge once a week, mammoth pea, silica at half strength. So growing like a supermodel, you know, the wave thin supermodels, man, <laughs> super light soil. We got half strength nutrients, man. Okay. Growing under a Spectrum King 402 um, and a Lumitech ATS 200, something 200 watt, probably a 200 okay. watt LED. Um, okay. Temp is around 27 to 28 Celsius. Assume this is a Canadian grower, but I shouldn't assume that. They could be anywhere in the world with Celsius. Anywhere in the world, sir. Anywhere in the world. What the hell is 28 degrees Celsius, man? Google Uh, it. 28 degrees Celsius, I'll do it. You do that while I'm narrating. And keeping the VPD between 1 and 1.3. There are autos. All is going well apart from two plants. Both are going quite light green. The plants seem to have different problems. Uh, The one against the back wall on the right, double grape, and last three picks further in flower has been going light green over the last two weeks and is 40 days from seed. I think it might need stronger food. Cha-ching, yes. Um, but some leaves are also going mad. I started to give half-strength CalMag for the last three waterings. Is that like what, I mean, is that the go-to? I don't know. Add some more CalMag, a little more CalMag. Though, more CalMag. Yes, there's the <laughs> meme, remember? I've been there, man. I've been there. Um, not sure if that's the problem. Fair enough. Says the other one, bottom plant on the left, it started to go funny yesterday. All I did after feeding was changed its position in the grow room from the middle to directly under the spectrum king. That's not an issue. You're fine. It says, I also fed with full strength grow and bloom on week three of the feed chart. um, And the other stuff was still half strength. Let's look at these pictures here. I think I know what's going on. Um, Nice looking, clean, white ass room. Yeah. Great looking room. A very small, uh, uh, the color there. So they just, not enough nutrients in there. You knew that from the first sentence, right? We're like, okay, light mix, extra light mix, light nutrients, half strength, everything. And with organic, so what we're looking at, guys, we can see in this canopy two plants that are definitely a little hungry. The other plants don't look horrible. Good looking canopy overall. Um, The problem is with organics, not the problem, but with organics, if you notice the deficiency, 
even though I believe I could say BioBiz liquid organic nutrients in bottles, probably a little more plant available than if you're just sure. like raw amended soil. Significantly oh, more, yeah. more, more available. What, like pre-digested or something? Is that uh, how that works? Yeah, there's like amino complex and uh, ferment, like plant ferment. Fermented, there you mm -hmm. go, yeah. Um, so no, so it's, it, it's not a... It, it's uh, getting rid of a lot of the steps that uh, an organic movement has to go through before it is able to be plant available. They're getting it like it has one more step to go before it is instead of 20. Um, thank you. Sorry, I was still looking. I was doing some investigation in these picks. I agree with that, but you're still not going to get the same hit if you notice when you're feeding synthetically and you're like, oh, shit, lady's a little hungry there. Let me up my PPM. And you can see results typically pretty quick, light cycle or two. And then yes. liquid... That BioBiz light mix too, uh, like BioBiz has a amended soil that they sell too. Uh, they have the recipe to make that amended soil, and that's actually what's recommended with BioBiz. Um, and I also know that it's not recommended to do that at like half strength either. Um, those nutrients are fairly diluted uh, to begin with. So you, no, you uh, do not want to be running those half strength. You should be running those full strength. And if you have access to the full line, run their full line too. I, yeah, when I did it, I ran pretty damn high on on what's feeding. Things you could do now, though, uh, foliar feeding is always something you have an option to do when they're going to be able to hit the plant and get some nutrition in it while you're waiting for the nutrition to come available from the organics. Typically, I don't know how much longer that's going to take. Do you guys, are you against it? You know, we're, we're doing autos too, right? So their clock's ticking. I mean, it is with photos when, they're, when you're in flower as well. But if he had a little bit of synthetic nutrition on hand, would that be advisable? Or you think that'd mess up something in the root zone or how the plant's eating? I think it would. I don't know. I think if you're throwing, it's kind of like there's little microtransactions going on in organics to where you've got these all these microbes, and it's very important that they're mining, making all these transactions, mining this nutrition out of the out of the soil, and bringing it to the rhizosphere. <clears throat> as soon as you just dump a whole bunch of ready to go nutrients on there, I think you are going to fuck up that ecosystem. All those microtransactions, yeah. All right. Well, then I will tell you if you want. Um, you could, like I said, you could do a foliar feed. I mean, just off the top of my head, of course, uh, optic foliar overgrow is a nice ready to use foliar feed. Uh, otherwise these plants don't look so bad that I would jump to that recommendation of me saying, Oh, try and put some synthetics in there. Um, I think guanos that are when pretty you, quick, right? Aren't guanos pretty that? quick? Aren't guanos pretty quick to get into the soil or to get into like, the plants? Like a bat top guanos. Press? Uh, back, no, you can like Budswell is a liquid black bat guano. Wet guano and worm tea, yes. I don't think that's going to be any quicker than his, and that's more of a uh, directed towards bloom than his biobiz mix. I think his biobiz that he watered in it. They have different back guanos according to what they eat, and they're high yeah. nitrogen or high, and, high um, phosphorus. Guano in general is one of the organic amendments that like you could burn plants with. Sure. It is bioavailable pretty quickly. Right. It in like blood meal is another one that like you, you can over fertilize a plant with blood meal. Hell yeah. Yeah, so maybe see if you can find a high nitrogen guano. It was a Peruvian. I would realistically just go to full strength newts with your biobiz, and, and they will they will turn around. You got everything you need already with you. You just weren't using enough of it. That's good. So let's advice, go to guru. let's bump that up to full strength, and you should be all good. In yeah, about you don't have to go to Peru anymore, man. All right, <laughs> listen to Guru instead. I like the tip. I like the tip. Um, otherwise, yeah, your microbes are rocking good there. So he's using mammoth pea. Uh, up your silica too. No need to use silica at half strength, in my opinion. Why not use silica at full strength? Um, and then the recharge once a week on point, just keep doing that. 
I dig. You dig. All right. Let's get moving to a shout out to Recharge, realgrowers.com. Hey. You can pick up your Real Growers Recharge. You can get some grow dots. I got some yeah. on the way. Got some on the way to try. Yes, any Canadians listening or working on it. I know you guys have been reaching out to me, um, but I got some on the way to trial and we'll have some more up here soon. Uh, also, Amazon, Real Growers Recharge, Canada, Canadia. Go to dudesworld.ca if you want to hook up on some recharge. And uh, yeah, you have anything to say today, Scotty? No, I'm just happy, dude. I'm just happy. Okay, I like that. (laughs) That's deep because usually somebody would say why after, but that you don't have to. You kind of leave it hanging there. I'm just happy, man. I am. I'm very proud of Real Growers. I'm very proud of Guru and I have been working a long time at this banner. Uh, Shit, you've been helping out a ton, man. And it's just I'm really proud of what we've uh, what is growing into and the products that we bring. I think they bring real value. uh, And I think they really help growers. I'm more on the trying to make growing easy. Yeah, I'm certainly that's what I'm doing. But I think I've gotten there. I'll bring you some value. Uh, better deals, man. Coupon code DUDE at realgrowers.com. Don't forget about that. You guys offer some free shipping as well, don't you? Oh, for the patrons, it's 30% off and free nice. shipping. Yeah, and on Grow Dots as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's a pounder. I think if you buy a pounder or bigger, you get free shipping. So. I copied you. I copied you. I ship for free as well, the pounder or not. Uh, more information, I always tell you. Please use dudegrows.com for all your grower needs. Just check that out, guys. We uh we just spent a pretty penny to I was cleaning out some old posts the other day. I was like, oh my God. Um, but the search bar, very valuable over there. There's a good community. You can search recharge. You'll find out how the DGC has been using it and their grows in a multitudes of medias and systems. Uh, and yeah, enjoy. Inoculate your rhizosphere. Dude, have you uh have you listened back to like any of the really old shows? I'm kind of scared too. <laughs> um, no, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I have a I don't phobia know. of it, man. I don't think I can do it. At some point, we got to have a viewing party where we go back and watch episodes from before I was here. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see. That's <laughs> or, I mean. Actually, no, we'll go listen to episodes from before I was here. Yeah, I can only imagine. All right, I got a quick grow hack, quick and simple. That's why I like this one. How far away are they? By Annette Firstgrogan invading today's show. Hey, says, no, that's great. I appreciate it. Really good content totally. coming. Yeah, absolutely. It says, hello, citizens. A flexible fabric ruler hangs from the corner of my light, and a metal one hangs in the backside of the tent. No more messing around. I always know my light canopy distance. I love it. I've been in there with a tape measure before. Um, until I get better, this helps remind me. It says two Moby Dick autos are flowering. Forbidden fruit is vegging. Banana crumble and mountaintop mint seedlings are all at different heights in here. Look good though, man. I do like that. Very simple idea. I'm, I think I'm going to cheat and copy that one. It's not a cheat copy if she's giving you the grow hack, you know? Good point. Good point. Uh, what do we got? We got about the author in that first frogger grower quote of the day. Because plants are living, you're never in control. Uh Kevin Jordy. That's, that's yeah. That's some Kevin Kevin Jordy. Is that how you say his name? Who's that? Yeah, really, really cool guy, man. Knows his shit when it comes to plants. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You should take one of your medals away for not okay. knowing who Kevin Jordy is, man. Uh, we have uh, uh, Annette First Grogan says my pronouns are she, her, your highness, your majesty, your excellency, or your excellence, etc. Okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I'll go with your it. highness. <laughs> I like it, Your Excellency. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, question here. Uh, 
since we're talking about gadgets, this fits in. Temp humidity probe location by TX Trichomes. This one goes so, in your mouth. No, no, no where wait, wait, wait. <laughs> where should the temperature and humidity be measured? I'm trying to get my VPD dialed in, but get a huge humidity variation depending on where the probe is located. Should we measure it above or below or in the canopy? Same as if you're hanging a hygrometer. Where do I put it in my room? Should I mount it to the wall? Should I put it mid canopy? If it's under the light, sometimes I worry I'm getting too hot of a reading because I'm like under the light. Should it be next to the light? I mean, in the so, canopy, you're going to get one hell of a reading because you're going to get some serious microclimate going on in there. And that's where like uh, multiple data points comes in handy. If you only have one temp probe, right? Uh, like obviously putting it uh, in the, the space in your growth that's going to have the most homogenized air, it's going to be in the middle at the canopy level where like right. that's what the... The temperature that matters to us is at the canopy level. It's not the temperature that's on the backside of the light or in the corner of the tent. We're trying to get uh, a good reading for what the temperature is at at canopy level. So, yeah, put, putting it close to the buds at canopy level is where you're going to want to have your sensor. I like If you have multiple different uh, – or if, like if you're in a big commercial grow and you've got a, a big room – uh, you're going to want to have more data points than just one, where like in a five sure. by five tent, you can probably get away with one data point. This sort of circulation is key, though, man. The more circulation you got, the more the air is being all homogenized and the better you're going to get. Even like with my CO2 generator, I've only got one place for, you know, one uh, sensor. So just by circulating the air around really good, uh, it's kind of my best bet with the single sensor. Yep, 100%. But if you have multiple sensors, you can start to <coughs> fine-tune things a little bit more and see the different microclimates that you have in your grow. Hey, when he's right, he's right, man. Or so hey, e even if you just have one, uh, you can if you know that like your climate conditions in your grow aren't really changing that much, you can take your sensor and move it around to different set points and see like where your microclimates are. Good idea. I like that. Uh, air movement, of course, guys. Uh, this ties into you should have a floor fan. You should have small fans. This air should be moving around your grow. That's just going to help with a little accuracy of your sensors. Uh, Scotty can critique me here on my overkill. Uh, I like to run uh, an old analog. They're cheap enough, like oh, no batteries, no, nothing on the wall for the fun <laughs> of it. Plus, they look cool. That could be temp and humidity. I also like to run a hygrometer. That's your digital one. They're 15 20 bucks. Temp and humidity will, mem will memorize your high points and low points. That's it. You hit a button and it says, hey, it got this hot today. Hey, it got this cold today. Good to know. Um, on top of that, I have one of these atmospheric, this autopilot link here, Guru. Um, autopilot CO2 monitor and data logger. Now it comes, it's, I've upgraded, updated it. And this is what, 170, Scotty, just to let you know. It's probably 179. I just cut off, always take it down a little. But uh, it, this is a good way to monitor your CO2 uh, temp and humidity, and it data logs to an SD card and get pretty geeky with it. Um, I run one of these in the grow on top of, again, you're going to get where this maybe gets redundant for you, the Pulse Pro, which I have, I'm about to set up, um, which I also will monitor CO2, but it monitors everything. But I do like to have cross-reference is what I'm getting at. Sure, I like sure. cross-reference with my, my devices. I used to have a handheld CO2 monitor when I was trying to do a little consulting. I could walk around when I was visiting different grows and be like, let's see what your CO2 is at. So if you can, if you have the means, um, at least you know your hygrometer or your analog equipment to know. Step it up from there. 
at this autopilot isn't a horrible price point for going. If you're running CO2 and it'll memorize a bunch of data and at the higher end, I do like the pulse monitors because that's going to take it full on everything. Notification for lights on and off. Again, all this is insurance for your growth. Think about how much time and effort you put in your grow, what you want to get out of it. Um, and you can take this monitoring as far as you want, but it's important to have some of it. How much is that regular pulse? That uh, I had one, two, they're 200. Yeah, just that regular pulse will do all this. I would rather have that than I hear what you're saying. That's a good pilot because you're getting uh, close to that. Just let me say when you get when you have CO2, you have a monitor controller, at least you should, so that there's your digital out, you know, there's your CO2 digital output. So if you got your second one, which is the Pulse Pro, then you've got redundancy there. Um, For me, again, it just came to cross-reference. I do agree with you at this price point of 179. I'd rather get the Pulse for 200. Yeah. Uh, but I'm cross-referencing. I have both of them also just because I like to see what one's telling me my CO2 is and one, what the other is. But I get, I get what you're saying. But the Pulse, the original Pulse for 200 doesn't monitor CO2. So I just, that's... That's where you got to pick and choose what you really want to monitor. I don't um, I, I would. I'm not super freaked out because you already this. have your controller on the wall telling you what your PPM is at as well, and right? Does it really matter if it's an extra 100 or 150 PPM of CO2? Not very much, man. I'm not going to fight you there. I'm not going to fight. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I like. I'm, I'm just fight you there. That's a good one, man. That's new. I'm just you. saying, man. I'm just saying. Uh, hopefully that helped. Do keep in mind when you're buying equipment, uh, probes can come in different lengths. Um, how long is the probe? Or to, will it get to where you want it to be? I like to see a longer probe or have some options. Um, or else you can obviously run the, the device on an extension cord to get the probe to where it needs to be. But keep that in mind for installation purposes. Yes. Uh, if you haven't caught it, before we get to what's going on in our grows, What's playing on YouTube? Scotty just hang out with Colin from Ethos. If you haven't checked that out in the Know Your Breeder series, there's a playlist right on YouTube for you. It's been some very good episodes, giving some uh, rocking out, giving some yeah. credit to guitars. That was almost right on time. I was, I was like, there's been some very cool episodes. It's like, damn right. now. <laughs> Guru, is that you, man? Are you jamming there? I'm jamming out. All right. So, uh, no. Yeah, much respect for for bringing the Know Your Breeder series seeds here now and Scotty for handling those those breeder hangs. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback, so check that out on YouTube. Um, on the Some pros negative list, feedback, it looks like there, doesn't it? <laughs> on the pros list, I'm going to shout out dubros.com forward slash pros uh, radical bags. Our friends over at Radical Bags with the <clears throat> hair pruning, not fabric, but PVC coated bags. And we had a comment here, Vita Harmony 12. Because we were talking about, like, what's that root that the first thing that pops out of the seed? And I believe all of us agreed it was the tap root, just an ease of conversation, maybe. I think even we oh, were guilty yeah, of it. Yeah, it's the, oh, and I got it, man. It's radical is the word for the part of the seed that first exits the casing. You know how radical bags got their name, guys? So, but check out radical bags if you guys want some air pruning bags the best bags out there i mean as far as i've ran some fabric bags they're okay uh, these are much more durable and easy to wash uh, and they give great air pruning you have two options their commercial version doesn't have the velcro it's more economical but you can get a velcro opening for transplanting one gals up to 600 gals on these babies and all kinds of benefits whether it's reducing reducing thermal stress on the roots with the black color in your your typical nursery pots sure uh, but ma mainly for me, other than the air pruning, is using it over and over and over again and super easy to wash out just due to all the holes in it. It's gardengearsupply.com. 
coupon code dude go over there and check out all their sizes and their their uh, nicer bags are a cool tan color like with green belt green hand just look i like the way that looks in the their garden quality man their quality yeah you are right they do look good in the garden and mine stay mine are good looking for the last couple of years man like i'm gonna Does use it- mine next year again handmade can i say handmade in colorado yeah baby that's what i'm talking about i don't know Is i can say you're really making those by hand here sounds exhausting <laughs> all right let's take it to what is going on in our grows here actually uh yeah throw this in we had a little pre-hang check this out guys let's talk about what's going on in our grows in our grows uh i'm waiting on beans man we're almost here i'm doing the tracking sometimes the tracking isn't isn't legitimate man they said no it's going to be here but uh yeah waiting for some seeds from irie genetics i have been throwing around different ideas orange gasm uh the cream actually it's called the cream I know, Scotty, no jokes, please. Come on. just. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I don't mean to be unexciting. So I'm going to have to put my grow. What's going on my grow on pause? I've just been cleaning up my tents. Basically got out the shop back, got the cobwebs off literally on the one in the garage. Uh, they're getting them all ready to go. Might have to buy a little bit more equipment, iron things up like another CO2 system. But I will keep you updated. Scotty, what's going on in your grow? In my grow, man, I got anarchy going on in my grow. I couldn't throw any of those plants out, so I just emptied veg. I've got these huge fucking trees, man, and I have basically like nine of them. So I just emptied the veg, and I'm just going to start all over. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to start all over. I got fresh clones. One of them just popped its first, uh, you know, its first little bit, its first root rather, out today. And so I'm just going to start over again. Uh, I kept the plants in flowering because hey, it's going to take me two months to get these things from clone and then to the little solo cup for a couple weeks. It'll be a month. They'll be in that solo cup, I bet. Then another month in veg. You know, in, oh, wait, didn't we just say we veg. learned that? Is it from seed or seedling? Was it who? I forgot which breeder. Yeah, was Colin was on, talking Colin about and said, hey, yeah. you want to go to you want to go to bloom after, within a month. No, I mean, everybody's uh, different depending on what they're yeah. trying to achieve with their veg time and plant size. But for like, I don't know, vigor, I guess we'll say and whatnot. Right. Like, but you yeah, were for, saying you're going to take two months in veg. But one of those months is in a solo cup. And I think he was talking from seed. That was Colin from Ethos. And uh, I think he was talking from seed. And he's saying okay. five five weeks. So I'm going to be going probably six six weeks out of the cloner. You know, so, yeah, so that's not too crazy, I don't think. And you can slow things down in those solo cups. But I figured I'd root them out in the solo cups for, you know, two weeks in the cloner. Probably not. Or like seven, eight, nine days, but we'll call it two weeks in the cloner and then two weeks in the solo cup, really rooting that out. And you can control that by how much light you give it. Uh, hey, that's a, a good reminder to five people. Gallon. If you're off time, let's say your bloom room isn't ready yet, you know, and you're like, shit, my veg, you know, you can definitely, if you, if you have the ability to dim your lights down, take your plants almost out into the shade for half of the day and then put them back under the light underfeed them there's ways to slow these plants down and bring them back around and make them real happy at transplant for bloom if you need to i know people that do that with uh genetics with like not like micro moms i'll call them like they have moms in one gal that they keep really pissed off until they need to take cuts and then they're like all right let me bring it back into the light give you all the care i I can um i have moms in solo cups sort of thing that uh karen (laughs) was talking about i don't know uh, but uh yeah just cutting and cutting and cutting and keeping your moms in solo cups i don't know about that shit yeah so we'll (laughs) see man we'll see but uh dude i i gotta gotta say that 
You know, you're not, you don't have much going on in your grow. I dare to ask Guru, so I'm just bringing in the big guns, man. Where's JR Token? What's uh, up, DDC? Yeah, what's going on in your grow? At least I know you won't let me down, man. I know you actually have something going on in your grow. Always, man. always. <laughs> hey, your cherry paloma is going on in my grow. That was one of the deciding factors. I'm like, dude, I'm just fucking flowering this shit up. I'm not throwing these out, man. They're too fucking elite, man. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I got all kinds of good stuff going on. Um, I just similarly did a thing uh, like you did, Scotty, where I took my bedroom and I killed everything but what I had in the cloner. I loaded the cloner up for the next round of everything I want and my next round of new mothers. So I killed yep. all my mothers and yep. uh, so I have all fresh genetics coming out of the cloner. Uh, I'm going to try the grow dots. Uh, I'm going to come out of the cloner with a uh, right into a two gal with the grow dots and do a water only so we can get an idea of how that's going. Come on, give and, it a shot, uh, man. I'm, I'm also doing a, a seed, a pheno hunt. It's a grow off pheno hunt. Um, I briefly mentioned it before, but I've got three breeders that I'm working with. Uh, each breeder submitted two packs. Uh, so we've got six different varieties that we're going to be pheno hunting and we're going to take it from the beginning all the way to flower. And so you're going to document what each one of those look like. I mean, it's kind of a cool learning experience as far as veg is going to look different on each one of those packs. Uh, what, what flowering, just everything's going to look different. So you're going to document it or how are you going to, how does it yeah, work? Yeah. I'm uh, putting it out on video. I'm doing the three uh, media platforms. I'm doing YouTube. I'm doing Instagram and I'm doing cannabis, of course. Because uh, Cannabis, we support, you know, five minute and longer videos now. So I'll be able to do all my documentation on all three of those platforms. Yeah, how many yeah, seeds man. total? How many seeds total did you, are you planting? It's a total of six seeds. And this is a kind of a, something I said in the beginning is it's not really super fair to the breeder just because I'm only choosing one seed out of the pack. Right. right. So it's not a real fair representation of what they have to offer. Yeah. This is some fun for home growers, man. But I thought it would be a lot of fun. People have their favorite breeders. They've got their favorite strains. Now they can vote for them to see how they go and and take it from seed to uh, finish flower. Hey, man, we're just uh, hanging out. Do you got any autos going? Are you into the autos yet? You I've done a few autos. Uh, um, one of my best videos I've ever done on my YouTube channel was a uh, auto that I did on my uh, deck. And um, I've had such wide variances in, in what I've gotten out of auto flowers. I've got some that look yeah. really ruderalis. I've got some that look like normal cannabis plants. You wouldn't recognize. Right. Um, I had one that went over 120 days still looked like I had a month to go. Oh, I mean, I've, I mean, I, and it was like, it was like five and a half feet tall. It came up to my chest, you know? So, I mean, with autos, I have not found any consistency that I'm really into yet. Yeah. I, like the yeah. auto. I, I didn't, did you mention what breeders are in your little grow off here? Um, I've got uh Ross in your little grow off here. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm doing ross and jeff i got his double dose and his the machine okay and um i've got um brad from raw yeah. i'm doing his uh z skittles which cross which is a z slushies is what he's calling it <laughs> <laughs> and a stuffed cherry gelato 
by him. And then the other breeder is Two-Tone. I'm doing his Stranger, which is a four-way cross of uh, uh, Taffy, Anno G, uh, Skunk Number One, Kim D, and one other one I'm spacing out right now. But uh, his crosses, he said he's got some real racy sativas in there that uh, he's his wife has actually had a couple of panic attacks induced. All right. All right. <laughs> so I'm like really Send curious. that shit, it. man. Let's smoke that right. shit. What's up with uh, the... Watch out for that thin leaf, you know, dude. It'll, <laughs> it'll take you for a ride. I haven't seen Two-Tone in a minute um, out of the Portland Throwdown back in the day. What, do you know yeah. where his genetics are available at? Uh, you can get a hold of him on Instagram, Two-Tone Genetics. Okay. That's the way to get a hold of him. Um, but yeah, he's out of the Seattle area. Cool. Right on, right on. Google, Google was showing me just a few, I can't remember. It's like, man, it was just a couple days ago we were there. It's like, the, yeah, huh? yeah, it's just a few days ago. Google was showing me, man. I was like, oh, I missed that. It was a good time. Really good time. All right. So basically, a grow off is on. And I like it is kind of interesting now. It's not like you're trying to make it fair. It's just fun. Let's see what, let's see what pops. Let's see how they look. And uh, great breeder choices. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's very cool. It's good to have. Yeah, I'm really excited. Really excited to see how this uh, goes. Because I mean, they could all be males. I mean, really. So you just never know. And at that point, you'd give that breeder a bad rap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So at that point, you just kill everything and start. I feel you. I've been thinking about that in my grow jar, where I've been wanting to pop. I mean, I have more seeds around. Not like tons, but I hate to have them just sit for too long. But it's I don't a have commitment, man. It's a hell of a, especially as a small grower, it is a huge commitment, man. Even to run a pack of seeds and then to pheno hunt them to if you got to call. But them I want variety. I'm kind of over that. I haven't I haven't done it in a long time. Where I want to grow, I want to pop one seed. For example, right here, gifted to me. Um, I don't know, this is kind of an interesting pack here. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's Shea Genetics. It's actually, I think, from Spain. And this is a Skywalker OG is the female crossed with Orange Valley OG, which is the male. But anyway, I have That's these. good. Yeah. And I'm like, should I just pop one of these? Because I used to do it. Because you pop all of these. And then you yeah, get rid right. of the males. Mm-hmm. You take yeah. cuts and you figure out. But it should still be fun. JR's motivating me here just to pop one out of here. And yeah, so be man. It. If it's a male, yeah. kill it um, and, and go from there. So I'm taking that mentality moving forward just to keep the grow uh, not more interesting. It's always been interesting, but a little more interesting. Oh, you got well, these uh, Irie, um, right? What's that? Oh, I was just saying, if go you ahead. got these Irie, man, you know they're just going to be solid. Take one of them. They're feminized and plant it, man. Have fun with it. Just take no, one yeah, seed. That, that's happening as well. I got some yeah. Donatello, some Raphael, uh, orange gasm on the way. So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's Maybe like eventually right I'll there, even huh? plant, plant a Walter White. We'll see. No, you won't. Because <laughs> that pack got to be around Wait, wait, wait. Are they feminized, Max? Just so why the hell wouldn't you plant one of those? I think they are you're you're correct sir all right just waiting for the comments why the hell isn't dude planting yeah. shit right now he just JR, showed i just seeds. talk to this guy william man I, so I, jr I, what were you what were you saying <laughs> if you recall oh i was just saying that i noticed that uh people are really into variety now like back in the day it seems like you could rock a cut 
for a while and people would be happy. But now I think because they've gotten used to maybe going to the dispensary where they've got 50,000 different choices, you know, they want the local homie hookup to have 50,000 choices. (laughs) Like Scotty said, it's not easy to constantly be pheno hunting these unicorns and producing these uh, exceptional flowers. It takes a, it takes a lot of time and effort. In, in doing so, because like you said, you got to go from seed all the way to harvest alone takes you what, like, you know, three or four months yeah. just in that alone, you know. So if hunting these out and finding them out are, are it's part of the thrill, I think. And the other thing is uh, now I don't have to deal with uh, bugs and powdery mildew, knock on wood, since I've been just seed hunting only. Um, it's taken that equation out. I have not had powdery mildew. As far as having genetics, getting it from somebody else, and it's called yeah. a clone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't bring in cuts anymore. I mean, I don't care if Jesus, it's a Jesus. <laughs> I'm not taking it in my garden. Man, I can't resist them. I cannot resist. Banner just brings me these amazing, not even cuts. They're small plants. And I'm like, yeah, bring it, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, what's very cool is the growers that he uh, gets cuts from or what he's doing. But there's lots of beneficials in there. The only thing I see, I see some springtails. And but uh, yeah, remember, I thought I had root aphids. They ended up being beneficial, pred- uh, yeah, beneficial predators. There was a hypoaspis miles was one. Pretty nice. cool. A robe beetle, I think, was another one. But it's uh yeah, you can you can handle it, I think, if you if proactive. I would like uh I don't know if you have any information uh on I do have another pack of I don't think I got comments yet, but I'm still requesting information. I got a pack of seeds from JJ. What's that? A top dog, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I believe they were star dog, D-A-W-G. F4. I think F4 is what it said, right? Because there's no information on the vial I have, but I know it's Stardog and I see Stardog in different things and it looks yeah. dope. So, yeah, a lot of people breed with Stardog. Okay. Okay. Give Don't me some in the comments, man. If, if you guys got it. And uh, thanks for hanging today, Jerry. Unless you got anything else to shout out, thanks for taking, giving us info on your grow. We'd love to have you back on and off to hear about this grow off going on. Yeah, it's great. I'm just, I hope everyone has a good time and I appreciate you guys having me on and check out cannabis.app if you got time. Yeah. Nice. That was nice having a JR. I'm trying to have some more since my grow is being kind of lame lately. Just wait, just wait. Uh, Peeps coming in, hang. What's going on in there, girl? What's going on in the DGC's grows? I dig it. Absolutely. Uh, So I will mention you guys had a good time. If we've helped your grow today, Come to DGC, newgrows.com forward slash support. Check out those DGC member bennies and extra content for 20 happy hour, baby. Uh, who's slinging some recharge out there these days? Hey, I'm going to the hydro zone in, all right, ready? Toa Baja, Puerto Rico. Ooh. Yeah, right. that's a boy Fernando over there, man. That guy's been with us forever. Cool as hell guy. Puerto, how do you say that, official? Puerto Rico. No, no. <laughs> No, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, no, New Orleans. They will kick you right out of there, man. Like, <laughs> what are you from, New York over here, man? New Orleans. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's see here. We got a shout out to the patrons supporting this show, helping out and uh, making things happen, man. Literally paying the team and keeping this show going, keeping the bakery buzzing always. I dig it. Nice. I'm going to start off with, uh, I got at myth.farms on IG, or we got a double one here, Bo Flex, B-E-A-U-X Flex, double X on DGC Discord, what's up, and Bjorn, Bjorn to grow. Afternoon Jones, <laughs> and 
Mr. Ashley Roachclip. <laughs> Very cool. I grow medical drove and buds by dubs. Organically grown 618 and Idaho green. I was wearing my Idaho, uh, Idaho bud shirt. No, what is it? Baked Idahoan I have. What's up, Captain Redbird 719 and Goat Boy Crows? Oh, dude, I love the Goat Boy. <laughs> That's Captain Redbeard, Brother 719, and Mad Grove Scientist. Thank you so much for all the support, y'all. Yes, DGC. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time, we'll be coming at ya. Alright. Figure it, dude. Will do. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude.